You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, I'm here with Victoria Radford. Hi! I can't even tell you how excited I am for this conversation. Victoria and I have probably just been chatting for the past three hours, (laughs) and we're like ready for more. Yep. We are soul sisters. I have found her because I basically found this incredible place called Radford Studio in Toronto to get my hair and my tan and my facial and everything done before my South Africa trip. And Victoria is the founder of Radford. And she did my facial and we literally just started chatting and fell in love. Yeah, totally. Soul sisters. Soul sisters. Like we have, we're, we have so much in common and we have such a vibe about each other. And we were literally just sitting here looking at each other talking. You guys know, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have this eye thing where one of my <laughs> pupils is bigger than the other. And it's called something. David Bowie had it. And it's like um, a burst pupil, I believe. Yeah, but like I've had it since birth. I guess yeah. you haven't. No. But, um, anyway, so I've never met anybody else with it. And Neither I get, have I. Yeah, okay, and Victoria has it too. Yeah. We were looking at each other, and I was like, oh my god, you have the eye thing I have. And yeah. she was like, oh my <laughs> god. And then we looked, and we have it on the same eye. Like, our left pupil is smaller than our right pupil. It's like the coolest thing. Anyway. Yeah. We'll try and get a picture for you guys. Yeah, we will. <laughs> anyway, so that's a little story time for you. I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff, but I think it was meant to be that we met. Oh, totally. It was so meant to be. The world works in such amazing, mysterious ways. Really, it does. Yeah. It's I I feel like I'm I'm at home when I'm with you. It's so weird. That's awesome. This is like the second time we've met, guys. It's <laughs> 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 so weird, but like it's totally not. It's awesome. Anyway, Victoria is a skin guru, like the skin guru. She owns like a. An amazing place in Yorkville in Toronto. This is like one of the most beautiful salons I've been to. There's rooms for everything. Like you are the facial queen. Um, no, I'm being serious. You yeah. actually are. Like my Thank skin. You. Like I've never. I, you guys know I get a lot of facials. Like this is like hands down best facial of my life. Oh, amazing! Thank Seriously. you. Seriously. Yes. And. I came in here and I was like, Victoria, like I have these arm bumps on my arms and my face. And you were like, I know what to do. Yes. It's actually surprisingly easy to uh, fix. That's crazy how you say that. I've asked asked everybody I know how to fix it. Yeah. It's one of those things that a lot of doctors, for some reason, think that there's nothing you can do about it. And so I get a lot of clients that felt like they just needed to learn how to live with it for the rest of their life. And then I fix it for them. (laughs) So I know what it's called. I just Googled it because it's a really weird name. I used to, it is a weird name. Yeah. So I used to think it was rosacea and it's not. No. I have a little bit of rosacea in my face. Not really. No, it's just the KP. Rosacea refers to the capillaries underneath your skin. So when the capillary wall gets compromised, then rosacea is actually like broken capillaries, like a run in your pantyhose. What you have is just pure... KP. Okay, so we call it KP, but it's 
Keratosis pilaris. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and I'm just going to read the Google definition quickly. Um, benign condition characterized by numerous small, rough, red, or tan bumps, primarily around hair follicles on the upper arms, legs, buttocks, and sometimes cheeks. So I have it on my arms and, like, a little bit in the back of my arms and my cheeks. No butt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to facial my butt because she literally facials my arms. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't be the first time I will say that. <laughs> really? Well, of course. Oh, my I mean, God. I do everything. Yeah. Hi. I make sure your whole body skin is perfect i'm obsessed yeah <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah anyway so i've i've been trying to find a cure for this for my entire life i've had it since i was you know like eight years old and it you know when i was younger i actually would wear long sleeve shirts like to the swimming wow. pool because i was so self-conscious about it and like now i don't really give a shit because i'm like whatever but like they were bad like i've never done anything to try helping them and when you first looked at them you're like yeah like these are bad like yeah, yeah, it's definitely a little bit more of an advanced case. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit longer than maybe just a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. But nothing that you can't fix. Nothing that we can't fix. So yeah. when I met Victoria and she told me that this is fixable and you were like, in the next eight months, yeah. it'll be gone. Yeah. I almost cried of joy. Like, this <laughs> has been something, like, I literally thought it was incurable. Like, I've asked everybody, I've asked, I've had, like, top nutritionists yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, I get podcast. that all the time. Yeah. I thought it was gut related. I've yeah. been, I did like colonics to try to get rid of them. Like yeah. nothing happened. No, it's not. So it, I do really believe my background is in naturopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. So I do really believe that the inner and the outer are very connected, but there are certain skin conditions. And that is one of them that has very little to do with your inner health. Like your body could be a temple of health if you're not dealing with something like that from the outside, it's going to continue spreading. So it's bacterial, isn't it? It's, I mean, everything is bacteria, yeah. technically. Your whole yeah. body is. Yeah. Um, but what it is specifically is your uh, skin cells become impacted in the hair follicle mm-hmm. and they create tiny little infections? bacteria infections. Uh, so what ends up happening is if you're the type of person that you pick them oh, like or I scratch did. them, I literally just did that. Right. You said that. <laughs> then it spreads. It's, it's actually something that's a little bit contagious. So oh. if you scratch it or pick it, it will get worse. Really? So you want to just send it love yeah. and come and see me. Or if you're at home and you also have this on the backs of your arms, getting a dry brush, Mm -hmm. uh, using coconut oil on your arms is also antibacterial, but also uh, softening to the skin. Uh, so there are lots of different ways to deal with it at home as well. So the best way to deal with it at home is to use Victoria's enzyme cleanser yep. and or exfoliator. Mm-hmm. So Victoria has her own products and I'm telling you like game changer. I've bought, like I've probably spent thousands on products for my arms and mm-hmm. nothing's worked. I've done everything, but you have this like facial exfoliator yes. enzyme thing and you yeah. told me to, to leave it on my arms as like a mask and yes. my face. Yeah. And... I've just started doing it two weeks ago. Like I first saw Victoria two weeks ago and I went on my trip and I did it only a few times and it's crazy. You see instant results. Like the bumps literally go away. Yeah. It's insane. It takes out a lot of the inflammation too. Yeah. And so that's what a bump is. It's like inflamed skin. And so right away that takes that away. And I feel 
it's very emotional as well. Mm. When you start to see results, especially when it comes to your skin, it actually gives you the motivation to keep on doing it and make you more calm about it. Because the worst thing you can do when you look at your skin or look in the mirror is be upset about it because that actually makes it flare up and makes yeah. it worse. The stress. Yeah. The stress. You totally, we were talking about this last time. It's so Literally. emotional. Yeah. Skin is so emotional. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so the better you yeah. feel about yourself and the more you're taking care of yourself and the more you see your skin starting to improve, then you'll, it's like a, a runaway train, like a compound effect. effect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I'm so excited, honestly. Good. So excited. But yeah, so guys, if you struggle with that, then I would highly suggest getting uh, Radford Studios Enzyme Cleanser. Um, and it's pro- you can buy it in Canadian dollars. It'll be cheap for us in the yeah. UK, honestly. And if you can't do that, you can also just start with a dry brush yeah. that you can get at any health food store. And just do that every day before you get in the shower. Just dry brush towards your heart on your yeah. whole body. It's so good for detoxification. Yeah. It's good for skin. And uh, it's... Just really good. So just do that. And then also microneedling. Microneedling is also really yeah. great if you get a needle roller, um, but don't buy them on Amazon. No. we're also talking about that. Mm. Beware. Okay. You want to get it through someone who... Reputable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because okay. it is needles. I'm going to buy that one. Yeah. Today. Totally. Okay, I'm doing it. The one that I use is called Environ. Environ. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a big thing. And I know it might not be relatable to a lot of you, but a lot of people have KP. Oh, for it's very common. My dad has like a yeah. little bit, like my boyfriend has perfect skin. It's so annoying. So he doesn't have it. I'm like, <laughs> I want, like he doesn't even like wash his face. And I'm just like, yeah. why? Yeah. We, as women, we do so much. And it's like men just, it's fine. It's Cause yeah. they have like untouched angel skin. Yes, they do actually. That's literally why. Yes. Um, but yeah, so skin we'll definitely talk about in today's podcast, but what I really want to talk about with you, Victoria, and like our conversations are literally so juicy and raw and real and soulful. And that's what just keeps me going. And I think your views on everything, it's just incredible because you just have such a clear mentality towards life and you are so knowledgeable and positive. And I love that in you so much. And Thanks. I want to talk. I want to talk about what we talk about when we're doing the facial. Like, let's talk about you know how people these days are so stressed about what they want to do in life, and yeah. like, like let's talk about you because you're also so successful. Like, how did you? What mentality did you have your entire life to kind of that that's helped you get to the point? And like, what advice do you have for people that are just figuring their life out right now? Yeah, I really do notice I'm I'm a little bit older I'm in my later 30s and I have a little sister who's in her 20s and so I often am quite shocked at how stressed out mm-hmm. her and her friends are when I was in my 20s all I cared about was like figuring out what I love to do both my parents are artists so I'm a little same bit a, are you serious fuck off <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Well, there you go. So okay. I'm a little bit of a flower child. Yes. And you probably got that from your I'm a total as well. flower child. Yeah, yes. totally. My parents are like hippies. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. So I grew up kind of with my parents always encouraging mm-hmm. me to find my passion, yeah. find my truth. And these are all new words that you hear often, but 
that back then it wasn't as common to mm-hmm. be told that. And so my 20s were basically spent just having the most amount of fun doing all sorts of art. I was actually a photographer at one point and I did like eyebrows. I was like known as the eyebrow queen in Toronto. <gasps> and then all the while I was going to become a medical esthetician, naturopathic medicine, which I never really thought that I was going to practice mm-hmm. naturopathic medicine, but I just loved the idea that like inner health outer beauty Mm -hmm. i wanted to just know everything about the beauty world Mm -hmm. i got a job at uh uh, the local like it's called holt renfrew in canada was like sulfridges like yeah sulfridges exactly and so i literally just sold makeup at the counter like loving my life oh my god working with all my friends but you got a great discount not really even like no back then like they were very stingy especially on makeup nobody gets any discounts on makeup oh it's true but we had so much fun yeah and we played with everything and we just i just really enjoyed myself now fast forward and i'm meeting all of the 20 year olds in this day and age and they're all so stressed out like actually making themselves ill looking at their friend who's like traveling the world or their other friend who's like selling skinny tea on Instagram or like, and we just did not have any of that. And I do think that obviously it has the potential to make things more difficult. And I hear a lot of people being like, Oh, Instagram's ruining Mm -hmm. things. But at the same time, it also gives you more access to things. So I think that my biggest advice for anyone in their twenties is (laughs) to just find out what really makes them tick and don't worry about how that can be a career. If you love um, origami, like just take some origami classes because the world is a very interesting place. It will actually put the things in place that you need in order to become successful. The only, your only job is opening the door to your passion. And if you open the door to your passion, all of a sudden you'll meet this person who will be really interested in like, painting windows and next thing you know you're doing some cool collaboration uh for a fashion show and then all of a sudden you're a fashion show designer like you know you you never know what your passion is going to actually bring you but your job is to say yes and to actually move forward and like honor that because i think that you're a lot of people are forgetting that those are gifts being passionate about something is such a gift and you have Mm -hmm. to honor that gift and move forward and then like see what comes of it because magical things happen. I love that so much. And you're so right. When I was 18, I started a fashion blog because I was like, oh my Amazing. God. Well, yeah, except it wasn't what I was passionate about. I, <laughs> I convinced myself that I loved fashion blogging, but I fucking, I loved writing. And I was like, oh, I love writing so much. Like this is when I was figuring out what I wanted to do. And I wrote down in this big journal, like, what am I good at? What am I bad at? Like, what do I want to do with my life? And I was like in my dorm room in university, like right before I dropped out. Yeah. And I was like writing all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, what do I want to do? I want to be an entrepreneur. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to start a fashion blog. And this is when it just started becoming big. And like, yeah, like a for effort Mimi, but like, and I was good at writing and I was good at all these things I wrote down, but I was like, 
I'm not, I like w- dressing nicely, but I don't like writing about fashion. Right. I like writing about real life shit. Yeah. So thank God I, you know, this is the other thing too. It's like, if you don't know what you want to do yet in life, it's like start somewhere. Start somewhere. And try to like really look at yourself in the eyes and like not lie to yourself to try to like be this person you're not actually. Cause that's something I feel like I did at the beginning. I was like, oh, like it'd be great if I could be this fashion blogger, but I didn't like writing about fashion. So it actually evolved into Mimi V Magazine, which is all about like personal growth and healthy lifestyle and all that Amazing. jazz, which is like what I love to do. So yeah, um, yeah like that's that's massive but you're so right and you're so right about the instagram thing as well like social media when people say oh like social media is ruining the world i'm like dude social media is a neutral thing you decide who you follow you're not forced to follow people that you don't want to follow like and people say oh social media is such a negative place it's like so much comparison so much fakeness i'm like okay then don't follow those models that facetune their photos like you don't need to no one's forced me to you can follow food accounts and meme accounts and yeah. inspirational accounts like it really I, it's always like old people that say that it's like yeah. my grandma that's like oh social media i'm like you don't you don't know nothing honey <laughs> <laughs> no i mean no matter what generation you're in yeah. there's always a tool that can help you or it can hinder you exactly. and so social media is just another option for a tool and it can help you or it can hinder you, but it, it's how you choose to use it. Mm-hmm. Just like the same way how you choose to live your life. Like, it's mm-hmm. all up to you. Yeah, so true. Okay, but have you always been super motivated? Because, like, you've literally created an empire. Like, oh, Radford is, like, fucking sick. Like, you walk in here, you're, like, in Yorkville, which is, like, the nicest area in Toronto. Yeah. And you're, like, oh, like, and it's just, it's so, how did you build this? How? I always felt it was interesting because I was such a bad student in school and my brother is a genius. So he was always really smart, interesting. Yeah. And I felt like because I had the same genes as my brother and we were very similar that I'm just because I'm a straight C student and everything, there must be another part of me that's like a genius because Mm -hmm. I'm sister to this guy who's like gifted and everything and Mm. wins all these awards and so i i think that i was definitely born with maybe an extra helping of confidence because that's completely unfounded confidence i was just like there must be something i'm missing about myself and honestly like there is something special about everyone so if you don't feel like there's something special about you yet there's probably something you're missing about yourself. Mm. So as I got older, I knew that I wanted to do something great with my life. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted to help the earth in some way, but I wasn't really sure exactly how to go about that. I went to school for makeup. So I went to a makeup school when I was 19. And at that point, because both my parents had been artists and I'd been trained in like different art methods and I was just so unbelievably disappointed and like kind of outraged about my makeup school. Definitely things have changed, but 20 years ago when I went to makeup school, it was like the most basic waste of time that you could ever imagine. And I actually left makeup school saying that I wanted to start my own makeup school because I felt like it was such a terrible thing to take people's money and then not teach them anything about actual makeup and Mm. skin and art. And so the school, the person that owned the school at the time actually offered me a teaching position at the school. And I turned her down because I wanted to start my own curriculum. I wanted to like rewrite everything. 
And I came downtown. My brother was going to U of T at the time. And I told him, Dev, I'm going to start my own makeup school. And he had a fraternity. So I went to his fraternity and I met like the sorority girls. And I was like, I'm starting my own makeup school. And I somehow got six students. And I remember like the mothers were, because I had no idea what I was doing. The mothers came and met me and they're like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 28. And I was like, 20? <laughs> Love it. I, I, well, I was like, well, you might not trust me. And I had, I got the school that I went to to sign off on, like it was a real school. I got them to sign off on um, the diplomas. So you got an actual diploma to come to my school, rewrote the curriculum. Where did you teach? Out of my house. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And I already had a bunch of contracts. So I did fashion shows, like local Toronto fashion shows. Um, they were called Still Life and they happened every Wednesday. So that was like the fashion show class was a real fashion show because I felt like that was part of the problem. You can't learn how to do makeup by doing each other's makeup Mm -hmm. in a room. You need to actually do makeup on models like in a fashion show. Yeah. I did one of our classes. I found out one of the girls had a swimming pool. And so I was like, perfect. We're going to do bridal class by your swimming pool. And then all of the girls are going to dunk into the pool and see how many times before the makeup compromises. Because on your wedding day, your makeup leads to last all day long. And, and then that way we got to like have makeup school like by the pool. And so, yeah, came up with this whole thing. And my makeup school did very, very well. I had it for many years. Actually, I had it up until I started touring with Fergie and the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, so that's another cool thing, guys. Yeah. Like, Victoria literally (laughs) had, like, she has crazy experiences. But it's interesting, the whole, all of these things that, like, became the other things by snowballing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... Honestly, if I hadn't had my makeup school, even though I was the owner, operator, and teacher, I also learned so much. And when I started touring with Fergie, there were a lot of things that came up that, thank God, I had my makeup school because I knew what to do in this this situation. They say the best way to really, truly learn something is to teach it. For sure. Like, they say that if you write a book about something, you're officially a master of it. Yes. You know? That totally makes sense. Yeah, that's incredible. So how did you land the Fergie job? Well, I have the best brother in the entire world. And networking baby yeah network weird. your network is your net worth totally yeah that's yes that's actually very accurate yeah um although i do have to say there is a very big difference between uh an authentic relationship and someone that you know is, is using networking you. you yeah yeah and you know you can't knock it because some people are just really good at networking um, and that's their skill. Yeah. And then some people, you know, you have like actual relationships, actual friendships. Mm-hmm. You really care about that person. Yeah. And whether they're famous or absolutely nobody, you want them to succeed and you would do anything for them. Yeah. And so my brother is my best friend in the whole world. He's the best guy in the world. And he moved out to California um, for his business because he's 
very successful. And so he got out there and was like, okay, Vic, we're going to move to California because we were pretty inseparable growing up. And I was like, yes, for sure, we're going to move. How did you get a visa? That's always my first question for everybody. I did not have a visa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't move. The, okay. This is, this is the, the, yes. there's a whole story. Don't worry. I was never illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, Devin got a visa, moved out to, to uh, uh, California, and then took it upon himself to talk to every single person he could talk to and tell them that his sister was the best makeup artist in the world and that he could totally hook them up. And so he met Fergie in a bar. And yeah, well, there was more of like an event of Mm -hmm. some kind. And he spoke to everyone. And now that like knowing her, I'm sure she thought it was really sweet that there was this like cute guy talking about his sister. And so she ended up like um, hooking, like inviting him to a premiere and like to meet some of her staff. And so she wanted them to like kind of like get to know each other and maybe date and so he went to the premiere and he talked to literally everyone her husband her makeup artist her personal assistant yeah because he was like if you need an assistant uh my sister is the best she owns her own makeup school like he was just like throwing it out there and i remember he called me from the bathroom and he was like you are totally gonna do fergie's makeup And then it was probably eight months after that that I got an email from someone um, on their staff saying that they were looking for new makeup artists and uh, that they had heard that I was quite good. And so next thing you know, I was in California and doing her makeup and then the rest is history. I toured the world for four years with her. Holy shit. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, Incredible experience. Yeah, it was like, yes, just once in a lifetime kind of experience oh my god victoria that's so cool it was really cool so tip put yourself out there get your crowd to put yourself put put you out there yeah totally yeah i think that the more i i always tell people like you got to give credit where credit's due Mm. the more that you give credit to other people like when you think about people that think of competition competition is so linear it suggests that we're actually all running like the same race Mm. but then when you meet someone they're like they're so not linear Mm -hmm. they're like balls of energy like so unique and so if you if you know someone like even me I know other makeup artists and I always recommend them or tell them that they're great or say you know like because you give credit where credit's due and the credit will always come back to you yeah. Because that's karma. the way the world works. Karma. Yeah, I guess that is a way of saying karma. Yeah. Yeah. But also I feel like with so, like, honestly, with with so much, especially, like, in our kind of work um, and a lot about social media as well and, I guess, you know, artistry as well, I feel like collaboration is so much stronger than – it's not competition, it's collaboration. Exactly. And the people that see it as competition – never really reach the top no never. you see all like the biggest social media influencers and you you even see like the 
biggest like hair and makeup artists in the world. It's like they collaborate and they support the each other. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get to the totally. top. Totally. Actually, that was something I noticed like the Los Angeles makeup artists. Yeah. They always support each other. Yeah. And that was something that I really wanted to bring more to Toronto mm. because it's a little bit of a different environment. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something that we're missing a little bit more is just like if we all support mm-hmm. each other. And I'm, you don't need to be fake about it. Like mm-hmm. you want to support people that you genuinely like and you like their work and then and that's when like the magic happens yeah wow it's so true it's so so true so what other tips for a successful life I don't want to just talk about career here because you're obviously you know it seems like you're an extremely happy person I really I you know the the whole like morning routine was something that I learned about later in life Uh uh-huh and I really do think um, one of the books I read when I was about your age was a book called The Slight Edge. And it's mm. not a very difficult book. It's actually really small. But I've basically, it. yeah, it's it's like it's an interesting book. Basically, what it talks about is how your life is a series of events that happen every day over time. And so there's no way to accelerate mm. that. It's about starting today and doing a little bit over time every day and being consistent with it. And so I was much older when I started learning about morning routines and that does make a very big difference in your life. If you have, and it doesn't need to be the same morning routine as someone else, but having a routine. So my thing is I also meditate every day, Mm -hmm. even if it's just for like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and half the time my meditation is done with like a cup of coffee in my hand like there's no right or wrong way to meditate and for a long time when I was younger because my parents are hippies so they meditated but my mom literally like levitates for an hour like she's like yeah she's like a serious like she meditates jealous I wish I could do that so I used to be really jealous too and like and I used to say like I can't meditate I'm like ADD like I'm too like and then I just learned that that's just not the way that my mind body soul wants to meditate not right now at Mm -hmm. least maybe one day it will be but right now that's not the way that works for me what does work for me is doing more mantra meditations Mm -hmm. and so I find a few things um, that I like I obviously I have a guru that I follow Eva with an eye and she always gives like morning mantras so literally like even though it says don't go on social media a lot of the time I'll go on her page and I'll go through her mantras and I'll drink my coffee and like that's my form of meditation so there's never Mm -hmm. a complete right way to do it you've got to find what your form is first of all I want Eva on the podcast so I'm yes. going to message her after yes. this recording. Good. You should get her. Just you wait. I can't wait. So I'm obsessed. Exciting. I literally have followed her for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, we're going to be, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She changed my life. Oh. You you need to find, like, your tribe. Like, mm-hmm. your people mm-hmm. that you believe in and that it's, like, it's not a solo job for sure. It's so difficult. Like, yeah. how do you find your tribe? You find. What do you mean? There's, I, I know, but for the people. Okay. Like, I know, I know that it's, like, you meet someone, you can't, like, I feel like you can't really look for it. It no, just happens. No, you can't force it. But I think, this is my biggest thing, actually, the more that I've become myself yes. and the more that I've peeled back the layers of the fake Mimi that I tried to be when I was a teenager and the mm-hmm. more that I actually step into who I really am and become the most honest and confident and happy version of myself, the more intense connections that I that I receive in my life and yeah. that that fall into my lap, basically. Yeah. 
And it's all about your state. Like when I first met you, Victoria, I was in a great mood that day and I came in in a great mood. And I think we clicked because of that. If I was in a shitty mood, I might not have been so talkative. I might not. You totally. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's really about yes. who, how you feel and yeah. and who you are in that moment. And you attract what you put out into the world. Totally. And actually, that's a very interesting point that you say about the more you become yourself. I think that it's really important to understand that the number one thing in life is to become who you already are. And I was told that by my hippie parents when I was little. And to be honest with you, I didn't actually even know that I wasn't myself until I started having the courage to be vulnerable and to actually understand that I'm okay with the parts that maybe I thought that I wasn't okay with. You're literally talking to, you're talking to me. Yeah. Like that was me as well. Yeah, for sure. And and that never ends. Like it doesn't continue to like peel away those layers and the crazy thing is is like the world is a very generous wonderful place so like if you're sitting at home right now and maybe you're not sure if you're always totally being yourself guess what all you have to do is ask ask for help say you know what today i want to start to be more authentic i want to start to learn about myself and like there's the world is a very amazing place that will give you the things to know like all of a sudden maybe you'll go to school the next day and you'll realize that you hate your friends because <laughs> that kind of happened to me that happened to me <laughs> oh my god after high school i was like i'm not talking to any of you guys anymore it's no but it's <laughs> none true. of you make me feel good about myself like i i but you didn't even know it before no. right like those were your friends because that's who you grew up with yes, and it's like totally. you're supposed to but it's like when you actually look at your life yeah. straight in the eye and yeah. you're like wait yeah i can decide yeah. what happens in this life I, I'm, not, I'm not just like going with the flow on autopilot anymore exactly so you have these moments of clarity yeah. and the more moments of clarity that i have I, i'm like i decide that oh wait why am i doing this it's not act do i want that no no and you it you just become more and more you exactly and you're so right like the more soul searching and digging you do like what are your favorite ways like what, what are personal growthy things you do like, for me it's like reading and journaling yes those are wonderful yeah. I had, uh, it's funny too, though, like, so I had a gratitude journal, obviously, because like, that was like my thing, like, Mm -hmm. always being grateful, grateful, grateful. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, this is something that um, Eva with an eye helped me with in one of my sessions with her. I, uh, I came back from touring, and she's like, how is it? And of course, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful. Because I was like, my mind was blown. Like I was like living the my dream life, doing makeup, like traveling the world just being in such incredible situations with such artistic geniuses like I couldn't believe how lucky I was and do you want to hear what she said it was so interesting (gasps) she's like listen you don't need to give yourself away to being grateful you already are like you can just be because you already are your soul is grateful and it was so interesting that I was like oh my god because I was I was actually even you know when you're trying to thank someone, you're yeah. trying so hard that you're actually not being yourself. But you don't realize yeah. it because you're trying to be grateful. But there is a point that comes in your life. Like it's important to be grateful for things and it's important to give credit where credit's due. But it's also important to be authentic. And being authentic doesn't always mean that you're like the biggest cheerleader in the world. Even mm. though I feel like your yours and my personality is very cheerleader Yeah. 
but like sometimes but not you fake. just like no, I wouldn't. No, of course, yeah, of course not. But there are people that feel like they need to be something that they're not. Yes, or they feel like they if they do more of it that they'll that it's like better. But like you can just you just you already are you already are you. Mm. So you can just be. Make it part of your aura, just gratitude and thankfulness, yes. and you don't need to. Yeah, you can be excessive about yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. Um, it's a good. It's good to practice it, and I'm glad I did it. I did it for years. Yeah, and then you kind of get to a place where you don't need to continue because you're just doing you're it. always yeah. low key grateful yeah. in yeah. your day. Yeah, you just you just are. Yeah, and like in your actions, you are. So that was one thing. Journaling, gratitude journal, did get me to a place that I felt was really good. Yeah, um, I did a lot of like I basically said yes to everything no way yes uh, yes and it was like a lot of things that I didn't feel like I was ready for or that I had the skills for and I think that a lot of people asked me to do things because they saw me as like a very young entrepreneur and so they were kind of like would you like to um, do take over this fashion show and do all the makeup? And I was like, oh, and I'm just one person. And I was like, yes. Next thing you know, I've got my makeup students doing it. Like I was taking on a lot of things really young that I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Like, and I, I kind of felt like it was because I'm a flower child. I kind of felt like it was coming to me for a reason. So I was like, yes, 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 yes. At a certain point, I actually had to learn that I don't need to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. But I think that when I was younger, it was really good for me to be able to, like, just accept a lot of the things that were coming to me and to know that not the, – the truth is, like, a lot of uh, 20s-somethings, they feel like maybe they don't know enough yet. And then when you get to your 30s, you realize that nobody actually has all the answers. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And that's probably why – you're you're propelled, you know, you're propelled in such a young age to to be doing all these things. It's because you literally just put yourself out there. Totally. Nobody knows what the and fuck do your they're best. doing. Yeah. Do your best. But it's like so many people say no to opportunities because oh it's like, God. oh, I don't trust myself. Like I'm not oh, I'm not qualified. I'm not ready. Or or not even that, not even them saying no, but them not even putting themselves out there in the first place. Oh wow, yeah. Where absolutely. they would have that opportunity because it's like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Oh, maybe next week. Oh, maybe next month. Maybe when this happens, when I when I reach my goal body, maybe when I do this or you know, get that raise, then then I'll do it. No. Yeah. Do it now because the learning comes from the action. Totally. So you you can study all you want, you know, to become a brain surgeon your entire life, but until you get in there and actually like do the freaking brain cut, the first cut <laughs> on like that, you know, not on a real person, they can do like maybe on like the fake heads they use, but like you can you can study as much as you want. I don't know if that was yeah. a good. I don't know why I just said. I don't know why that came to my head, surgeon. But anyway, you know what I mean. No, like, but it's true. In order to get to somewhere, there's always a process. Yes. And if something is coming to you, the world will often give you things when you are ready, even if you don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you pull up your big girl socks or your big boy socks and you just do your best. And that's all anyone's really asking from you. Yeah, literally. God, I didn't feel ready at all when I first moved to London, but it was literally, it was just a gut feeling yep. that I needed to get out of Toronto. Yep. I needed to be in a completely new environment to 
Like that was actually my way of subconsciously pushing myself beyond my limits. I'm, I was a different person when I moved to London because I was so independent. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the shit from, you know, my childhood mind lingering in this city that I grew up in. Like, it's like I, a fresh I, start. I, it was a fresh start. And it made me more driven than ever because I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I first moved to London. People are like, oh, like, you've done so well. Like, oh, I can't move because, I'm you know, I don't have enough money to sell. I'm like, I had no money when I moved to London. I was working three jobs. I was working at, like, a juice bar. I was interning at, like, a styling agency. Like, I was hustling. Yeah. But I had this – and I still have that, like, drive inside of me because that's, I think, the biggest thing that yeah. – you just need to hold on to if you want to be successful in any area of your life, even career, love life, mental health, like everything. You just need that drive and that fire and everyone has it inside of them. Don't tell me that's not you or your personality. Like everybody has that fire. And I, like you said before, I truly believe everybody has something really unique and special about them that they can tap into. Yeah. Every single human on earth has that thing yeah and if they develop that thing they could be big time and a master in any of their fields I totally agree and actually something that's very interesting that you touched on like I actually think that going a small time having no money is a great thing the best thing because it really pushes you Mm. um my family uh I always thought that they would support my business by the time I got to a place where I was going to have a business and so I went to them to pitch like the first beginning of my business and they actually turned around and they were like yeah we you know we get it we think that it's great that you've gotten this far but we we aren't going to invest in your business and now can you imagine like yeah. they, they actually thought that it wouldn't work really yeah wait radford yes really yeah wow yeah which is amazing yeah because now i have this like fire under my ass and you have the most incredible like Holy but I shit. had to make it happen. Yeah. I had to make you it happen had to without prove them, wrong them because too. I had to prove it to them yeah. that I knew it would work. And so I did it without that money. And yeah, we started with absolutely nothing, like zero dollars oh in my, my house. God. I was seeing clients yeah. in my house and like my staff was coming over and like literally anything I could. I'd do a wedding and then I'd be like, okay, now we have enough to buy a new makeup chair. Mm-hmm. And then we put the makeup chair in the corner. And then I would have another wow. good Saturday and then I would like we'd have enough that I could get another uh, personal assistant or like a front desk person or even a telephone. Like I remember the first day when I was like, OK, we're finally ready to have a separate telephone that isn't my cell phone. <laughs> How incredible is that? Yeah, but it was something that we had to like be like, it's going to cost $100 a month. Like, can we afford that? Wow. And now here we are. So I think it's really it's funny because like a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, well, you probably had family help and I think that some of the best businesses come from nothing yeah when when someone is so motivated that they have no other choice to actually make it work god it's crazy you guys listening you should see the studio that we're in right now it's ridiculous it looks like a five-star like luxury hotel spa like it's insane yeah we we've done we've done well like i'm very proud of where we've been able to bring the business and the reason i say we is because there is absolutely no humanly possible way that i could have done this alone your team's amazing yeah i've got the most amazing team everyone that works here is incredible 27 staff members 
and they're all so special and so talented Mm -hmm. and it's all of us working hard together Mm -hmm. that makes the business what it is god you're great at hiring because everyone out there like i literally before i wasn't always really oh my god (laughs) i I had to learn some hard lessons unfortunately yeah which is kind of heartbreaking yeah it's the same thing like you can't travel with everyone right you can't live with everyone doesn't make them a bad person Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing when you can't work with everyone Mm -hmm. so not everyone's the right fit for your mentality and I think when I first started and I you know like I love being friends with people Mm. and so when I first started I was so excited to be friends with everyone and um it just maybe wasn't the the right Mm -hmm. moves but we learned it pretty quickly and now we're in a good place wow it's crazy it's it's insane did you have any like mentors that gave you business advice yes yeah absolutely and I drank it up anyone anyone I could talk to just the way that you're talking to me now anyone that I admired I wanted to know like the real real like I wanted to Mm -hmm. know how they really built it Mm -hmm. how they really like and it's interesting because most of the people that I spoke to the way that they built it was little by little that's the slight edge little by little I'm writing this down the slight edge the book little by little and uh taking little steps over time and then not ever letting any roadblocks uh, discourage you because all roadblocks are a different building block to your career. Mm -hmm. For instance, when I decided when I came home from traveling with Fergie, I actually saved up every penny I made, which was a pretty penny. So I did actually have some money then. And I decided I was going to start my own makeup brand. And so I knew a manufacturer in Canada because I've been doing this for a long time. And I called up the manufacturer and um, she was like, oh, yes, we can do your makeup products. And I did Buff and a face cream called Bomb. We changed the name to Buff Face. Buff is the exfoliator one, right? So these were the oh. two first products I ever made. But I made them in Canada and it costs every single penny that I had saved. And I didn't know anything about manufacturing. And so literally I gave her all of my money Mm. and like nine months later, which is not that long, but at the time I was like, where are the products? Nine months later, a box came to my front door. And at the time, one of my girlfriends who was in PR was getting a facial at my house and the box came and I was like, oh my God, the box came. And I opened up the box and I pulled out the product and I'm going to send you a picture of this product. And it literally looked like shit. It looked like a sample. And actually, my PR friend was like, oh, are these samples? Can I have one? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, my life's savings just went into a product. I knew the product was amazing. But, like, Wait, it didn't looked... you see? Oh, no, I didn't even know, like... I didn't know you were supposed to see a sample. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know anything. I just picked it from a picture. Like, I didn't know anything. Oh, I know it sounds stupid, but God. you don't know what you don't know until you know. So, yeah, and I kind lesson, of knew, yeah. I kind of knew that that was true. And luckily at the time I had a lot of clients that were very supportive. So I pulled out, like, I was like, I said to my PR girlfriend, I was like, well, actually these are prototypes. And so I gave her a prototype and I, I sold the prototypes, but I never officially said like, this is Radford product because it didn't look right. And so right away I started picking up all the products. I was like, where does Tom Ford make his makeup? Like, that's what I need this to look like. I need. 
Hey guys, so sorry for the interruption. To listen to the rest of this episode, part two, simply go to the next episode on my podcast. So ep number 93 is going to be the rest of this epi. Thanks guys.